Our theme for this summer's sermon series asks us to reflect on societal issues or concerns that speak to us and to consider how these issues or concerns have impacted our spiritual journey. As I began to ponder what I might offer for this service, the issue that first rose to my mind was that of education. I have worked in various public and private education systems for over 25 years now. It's hard to believe it's been that long. But I remember the young new teacher I once was, the one who believed rather naively that education, especially public education, could be the thing that leveled the playing field, so to speak, for all who entered. I still believe in this as a possibility, but I've grown to see that it is far from a reality. Our schools remain a reflection of the haves and have nots that exist in society and achievement gaps between different demographic groups remain prevalent. In addition, today's political climate has spilled over into our schools so that issues such as where students use the bathroom and teaching the truth about our history with racism have become topics at school board meetings where the behavior of adults has landed us on the front page newspapers and on national television news programs. The reality of our school system is far from what that enthusiastic young woman envisioned. And yet, I still step into my classroom every day with the knowledge that I have a tremendous opportunity to impact the lives of the 65 or so students who will pass through my door each day. I may not be able to change the whole system, but I do get to decide what happens in that 90 minute block every day. It is with this knowledge in mind that I made the decision to hang an inclusivity flag in my classroom this fall as I was preparing for the return to in-person learning. This flag uses the rainbow pride flag as a base, but adds a chevron at one end that includes a black and brown stripe to represent people of color and stripes of light blue, pink, and white to represent transgender people. I wanted all of my students to know that this was a space in which they belonged. And I know that in this current climate, this might be a risky move but the conversations I've already had with students make it worth it. Students I don't even know walk up to me and say, I like your flag. One student recognized our classroom as a safe space to openly talk about a book she was reading about a transgender person because of the flag on the wall. And yet another student asked me if I was LGBTQ. I responded to her saying, I'm an ally. Do you know what that means? When she shook her head no, I said, it means I love and support people who are LGBTQ. 
She smiled and nodded. It's moments like these that make it difficult for me to choose one topic to focus on for this service, and not just for this service, but throughout my life. I've often felt the pull or desire to choose a cause to focus my energies towards, but have found it hard to choose just one. How do I choose education and not LGBTQ rights? How do I choose hunger and food insecurity, but not homelessness and poverty? How do I choose climate change and not Black Lives Matter? or racial justice. These issues and many more are all vitally important and they overlap and intersect with one another in ways that make it difficult to separate them into just one cause. This idea is where the title of this sermon came from. In preparing for this service, I realized that it's not one issue but rather our common humanity that calls to me. It's the idea that when I look at each of you, even on this Zoom screen, when I see a stranger on the street, when I encounter a homeless mother asking for money, I see the divine beings that we all are. I recognize the interconnectedness that flows between each of us, and I know that my work is not for one cause, but for the service of our common humanity. This means that I try to create an inclusive space in my classroom where all students feel they belong. It means I attend pride gatherings and give out mom hugs. It means that I show up to protests and marches for Black Lives Matter. It means I make donations to my local food bank. It means I sign petitions and send emails and make phone calls to my elected officials. It means I give money to the person in the coffee shop because they asked for it. And in that moment, I had it to give. It means all of this and so much more. And it means that I need to give myself grace for the opportunities I miss. In the words of Yolo Akili from the reading this morning, the world does not need my perfection. It needs my truth. And this is my truth that the spark of the divine lives in each of us. That as our first principle states, every person has inherent worth and dignity. And as our seven principle states, we are all a part of the interconnected web of, of existence. These are my truths. This is my cause. Throughout the summer, we have heard from members of this con congregation about how they live our principles in their daily lives and how their connection to these issues and topics has deepened their spirituality. When considering the, the issues of people with disabilities, we have learned of the importance of moving from acceptance 
to inclusion, and finally to belonging. When considering issues of poverty, we were encouraged to do simple things in the spirit of true love and empathy with respect and dignity. We were asked to consider our consumer choices and to view the earth personified as a spiritual being. We were shown connection and healing through poetry, encouraged to see the human side of any issue, recognizing that we are more alike than we are different. And we were called to leave the world a little kinder and more compassionate. And there are many issues of great importance that we did not touch on this summer. Voting rights, immigration, the availability of affordable health care, and just this week, the reproductive rights of women that have come under attack again with the legislation passed in Texas and the Supreme Court's decision to not take action to stop it. And so as we wrap up our summer series, I invite you to consider what the universe is asking of you. Your actions don't need to be large and grand, and they may seem to impact only a small few, but they are important nonetheless. I'm reminded of something a professor told me this summer. It was in a class titled The Church and the Civil Rights Movement. And my professor pointed out that the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. did not set out initially to tackle issues of civil rights on the national scale. Dr. King set out to make a difference in his community in Alabama. And he was then invited onto the national stage. My professor went on to say that we should stop asking who will be the next Dr. King and instead get busy trying to make a difference in the communities of which we are a part. What difference can we make in our community? Remembering also that we don't need to have, it, have all the answers. We don't need to have it all together. We can be, as Akili says, radically imperfect, eccentrically inaccurate individuals who share their improper and illuminating art, skills, talent, and truth with the world. May it be so.